0: All right, Dads, I have an awesome guest for you guys on a Music Monday edition of First Class Fatherhood. Jeff Timmons is a pop singer and producer and founding member of the Grammy-nominated boy band 98 Degrees. The pop group just smashed the Billboard charts in the late 1990s and early 2000s. They sold well over 10 million records worldwide, sold out shows all over the globe. Uh, Jeff went on to have a successful solo career as well. In 2011, Jeff teamed up with Chippendales to create Men of Strip, which Jeff described as Magic Mike with a little twist of sex in the city. Jeff is also an actor and songwriter. I'm very excited to have him on the podcast with me today. Jeff Timmons will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Jeff Timmons was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between the 98 Degrees pop singer and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. Okay, and if you enjoyed today's interview with Jeff Timmons, I highly suggest you go back and take a listen to some of the other famous boy band dads who have joined me here on the podcast, including Chris Kirkpatrick of NSYNC. Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys and Sean Stockman of Boys to Men. All of these interviews are available to listen to at your convenience in the archives of the podcast. All right, tomorrow on the podcast, Victor Avila is returning to the show. Victor is a retired special agent with ICE and Homeland Security. He was shot multiple times and his partner was murdered in an ambush by Mexican cartel drug runners. He is currently running for office in the great state of Texas. It's going to be an honor to have him back on the show, so don't miss out on that. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who else will be joining me here this week. If you guys could and if you enjoy the show, please leave a rating or review on iTunes or Spotify. That really goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about this podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with 98 Degrees founder Jeff Timmons. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Today's episode is being brought to you by Manscaped and Dads. 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control, but there is one thing that you can control, and that is shaving that area that made you a dad in the first place. My sponsors over at Manscaped.com are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premier electric trimmer that is waterproof with advanced skin-safe technology, so you never have to worry about scratching those love spuds while you're giving yourself a smooth shave. The lawnmower 3.0 is included in the Perfect Package 3.0, and for a limited time, when you order the Perfect Package kit, you're going to get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing of Briefs. And let me tell you something right now, guys. The Anti-Chafing Cooling Boxer Briefs are the best pair of drawers I've ever put on. So what are you waiting for? Visit Manscaped.com. Use my promo code FATHER. You're going to save 20% off your order plus free shipping. That's 20% off your order plus get free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the promo code FATHER and get rid of those short hairs and your short pants today. Uh, Joining me now, First Class Father Jeff Timmons. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks
1: a lot for having me, man. Good to be with you.
0: All right, let's start it like this. How many kids do you have and how old are they?
1: I've got five. Uh, You know, I'm in a blended marriage, so I have two from a previous uh, I, I pre my previous marriage, my wife had two from a previous, and we have one together. So it goes 21, 20, 18, 14, and 8. So it's it's a, it's a pretty crazy household over here, as you can imagine, I'm sure.
0: Wow, yeah, you got a lot going on. Yeah, I got four myself. We had three boys, then got the girls. So if we didn't get her on the fourth try, we'd probably have five right now, right along with you. You'd keep going with it.
1: Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, congratulations to you, man. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, listen, you too. If, if you could, Jeff, just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do.
1: Look, I, I'm, I'm best known for being in the group 98 Degrees, which was really prolific in the late 90s, early 2000s. Pop group uh, went on to sell a lot of records, uh, upwards of 10 to 15 million now. Um, got the luxury of traveling worldwide, worked with some amazing artists and collaborated with people like Stevie Wonder, Mariah Carey, Joe... Um, you know, I've uh, been very blessed in my career kind of after that was over. We took a break as a group, and I got into behind-the-scenes production for not only just music, uh, by creating music for television, uh, movies, um, other artists, uh, but then got into the unscripted space, produced some stuff there. Uh, during that, that hiatus, uh, you know, did a bunch of other stuff, created some shows out in Vegas, hosted a couple of shows, then got back with the, the group in uh, 2013 toured with Boys to Men New Kids on the Block. We've been touring ever since. We had a headline, a couple of tours on our own since then, a couple of holiday tours in the last year. And then, of course, ho- COVID's now hit, so we're all inside. And I'm doing podcasts like you and developing other television shows again. But but just been very fortunate to be in the entertainment space, being able to be creative, uh, live my dream, we have a great group of fans out there that have supported me throughout the years, no matter what I've done. Uh, so, you
0: know, just, just, you know, kind of a...
1: I've led a really charmed and exciting life and been very
0: fortunate. Yeah, incredible career, Jeff. And along this journey here that you had uh, with your career and the whole bit, about how old were you when you first became a father and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life?
1: That's a great question. I, I was 26, and it changed everything. I mean, here I was. You know, when you start a group like 98 Degrees, when you're a young guy in college, you know, you have a you have a different kind of perspective on what you want to do. You want to be famous. You want to be rich. You want to meet girls. And you, you know, look, when you want to be a singer, you're you're in the forefront of entertainment traditionally, and not for everybody. Uh, you you want to be the center of attention, and and so that's was sort of my my thing with 98 degrees and then look of course when you have children it's not about you anymore it's about them first so I went from you know going on you know uh, huge uh, tours and being performing all over the world and, and some of the grandest stages uh, and flying on jets everywhere, and, and and having this extravagant lifestyle, to then you know all of a sudden you're father, you have these responsibilities, and and you know you need to really it's it's sort of a very humbling experience and a grounding experience. Not that we were out of control or anything like that. We're all Midwestern guys and have those values, that hard work ethic, that blue collar mentality, and family's always first with all the guys in our group. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a big shift. So it changed everything for me. And and look, I, I, I loved it. I, my dream was always to be a father, you know, ever since I was in junior high, when I have a big family and a lot of kids and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, I was excited to, you know, sort of get into that part of my life.
0: Yeah, very cool. And I, I come from a blended family myself, like you, Jeff, uh, like you have. I'm the youngest of seven. So I understand a little bit about that. When did you and you said you your your wife had two children previously? And you had two previously. So when did you guys kind of feel comfortable in your new relationship introducing one another to each other's kids? At what point did you get to in the relationship where you felt comfortable to do that?
1: Well, that's another great question. I mean, for me, uh, you know, I I had two kids and and was going through a a pretty uh, brutal divorce for a long time. That took up a a large part of my life, uh, primarily because I wanted to make sure my kids had a healthy environment to grow up in and that I could be a father and be a part of their lives. That was very important for me. So. You know, I had opportunities to do other things. And and so, you know, uh, that process was so painful for me. Uh, And and look, having uh, kind of got into that marriage, you know, fast. And after I was, you know, in the midst of being on the road and being around all these different girls and and seeing, you know, that sort of perspective. uh, You know, I was a little hesitant to get into a relationship. But, of course, uh, you know, got my future wife pregnant, uh, my first wife pregnant, and thought, you know, look, that Midwestern thing says, all right, you settle down, and I was raised Catholic, you settle down, it doesn't matter, you you get married, you know, all this stuff, so I, you know, I wasn't really prepared for a relationship at that time, especially had all this, this, this sort of new insight I had into relationships, coming from being, you know, quote-unquote pop star, and seeing the things that I saw with regards to how relationships were working in that setting, so my goal was not to get, ever get married again, nor get into a serious relationship. My goal was be a dad first, is do the best you can with it, given the circumstances, and work on your career. You don't need a relationship. You know how these relationships are. Uh, I didn't have the best first marriage, so I wasn't really quick to jump into another relationship, let alone get married again. But you know, fortunately for me, I met my current wife who was a lot different than I had experienced uh, relationship-wise in the past. She was supportive. She had her own career. She was strong, independent, uh, and and a great mother in her own respect, a great single mother in her own respect. I fell in love with her right away. She was a great support system for me right away. When she met me, I I had burned through all my money trying to get my kids. Uh, I I was not famous anymore. We were on the downslide, and so she really – I got from her that she really liked me from, for me, at least that's what I, I hope and thought anyway. And and so we fell in love right away and I saw what a great mother she was. There was a 10 year period where I didn't date or didn't bring any other women around my kids. And at that time I thought, okay, I see how she is uh, as a mother. I see her core values and, and what her, her moral system is and her moral compass and I thought, yeah, you know what? It's safe to bring my kids around her and her kids. And you know, they all hit it off famously right away. I mean, everybody seemed the vibe all right, and they liked each other. And I thought, okay, cool. This is this is a good environment for them, and it's safe to, you know, and and it's a healthy environment for them.
0: Yeah, great stuff, Jeff. And I, I love the fact that you fought so hard to make sure your kids stayed in your life and a major part of your life. Because right now we have. Uh, far too many kids in this country are growing up without a father, a father figure in their life, and it's having devastating results on our society. Uh, we definitely have like a fatherless crisis going on, so it's important. And, I, and I, I understand from so many of the dads that do go through these terrible divorces, and, and it's, uh, I can only imagine how difficult it is to maintain uh, your status as a father through all that. So I definitely give you a uh, big credit for that. And what about as far as um, uh, discipline goes, Jeff? What type of a disciplinarian are you as a dad, and is it different? Ah. Uh, with your with your wife's uh, with your stepkids than it is with your own kids
1: i i laugh because i you know i get scolded and, and disciplined myself for not being a disciplinarian and part of that is is look my folks were, were pretty strict disciplinarians they did a good job they gave the, and that made us what we are today all of our all of the kids my, my siblings we're all hard workers and, and you know and and all that stuff and it's because we we were, we were told that we have to work hard and we have, have to, like, maintain a certain sort of responsibility and discipline and stuff like that. So, you know, look, my folks did it, but I think that I, because I went through such a treacherous divorce and was fighting to be in my kids' lives and you know, didn't want them taken from me. And and it was a long fought battle. And, you know, to allude to what you were saying, I see a lot of guys that don't want to be in their kids' lives. And ironically, these dudes and guys that are out there that really want to fight for their kids, they often have a hard time doing it because of the system and the way it's set up. And it's not, it's getting better, I've seen, in the last few years than it was, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago when I was really going through this. And it's, and, and, you know, fathers don't always have those, the same opportunities that the mothers do and and the way the system has been set up. So, um, you know, I had a big struggle with that. And on top of it, I was fa- famous at the time. So, uh, really famous at the time. So, it was, it almost worked against me. You know, I would go in and I'd have these things against me. They would say, oh, this guy is partying too much. Or I've got screenshots of him at a club that could have been, you know, part of my job or whatever. So, you know, as as far as being a disciplinarian, uh, you know, I was just happy to have him around. So, so it's ice cream, and and I didn't but necessarily that probably wasn't the right way to do things, but fortunately for me my wife current wife, balances all that out you know she's the one that cracks down make sure that these guys get their homework done make sure they turn their phones in at night make sure you know they go to bed on time make sure that if they join an activity whether they like it or not they have to at least finish that season out and me it's always like oh i don't want them to be mad at me you know i don't want them to be upset with me and that's part of the conditioning of the circumstances that i want it's not an excuse i'm not saying that you know uh, Father should do that. I think you need to set these guidelines, and especially now uh, that you know I've established a sort of a, a foundation that's stable, I can go. Okay, look, just say no. You, you know, it's not good for them to be able to stay up as late as they want, play video games twenty-four hours a day. You have to set these boundaries and guidelines. And, and in, in the essence, the one the kids that I I set those have, I think, a little bit more respect for my boundaries than the ones I used to just say, All right, whatever. Just give me a hug and give me a kiss and. You know, you're alive and you're healthy and you're with me and we're laughing and that's all that matters. I mean, you really have to prepare everybody for life and and life is not easy. And and part of that is setting setting these these boundaries and and restrictions and and discipline area guidelines.
0: Yeah, well said. How old did you say your oldest one was? Twenty-one, yeah. So 21. Oldest, Twenty-one, Yeah, see, I'm, My oldest is just about to hit high school right now, so we're just about to get into all those uh, things where they're going to be introduced to drugs, alcohol, and and of course, uh, dating. So it's one of those th- it's one of those things that's heavily on my mind. My youngest is my only girl, so thank God we got some time until she hits it. But you've already been there. How did you kind of what kind of advice or how did you handle it when your kids became old enough to hit the dating scene? Well, my o- All right, dads, did you put on a few pounds during the COVID-19 lockdowns? You're not alone. It's time to start eating healthy and eating right, and it's never been easier to do so with Eat Clean Bro. They make it simple to get quality food to your door. Check them out at eatcleanbro.com and look at their menu and choose from a selection of over 50 fresh, fully prepared, ready-to-eat meals. Order by 11.59 p.m. to receive your meals on the next available delivery day. Eat Clean Bro is a convenient service that is designed to bring chef-prepared meals right to your front door. They address the concerns of potential long-term health problems by removing processed foods, chemicals, and preservatives from your diet and preparing your meals fresh with all natural ingredients. So what are you dads waiting for out there? Start eating clean today. Visit EatCleanBro.com and use my promo code FATHERHOOD10. You're going to save 10% off your meals. Check them out. EatCleanBro.com. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD10 and save 10% off. Your meals and eat clean, bro.
1: Oldest was hitting the dating scene and, and all that was introduced. And I live in Las Vegas, so you can imagine what what, you know, uh, is around here, what surrounds them here. I mean, it's a transient town. It's known as a party town. And although there are other parts of Las Vegas besides the strip, which immediately comes to people's minds, uh, you know, all those, all of those trappings are right there and in full effect. But, you know, fortunately for me, my oldest daughter really didn't go through a whole lot of that. I'm sure she she experimented in some things and, and look, I, I'm a liberal guy. I'm in the entertainment business. I'm an artist. So I've, you know, what am I, I've been around it all, seen it all. And part of that environment still exists when you do after parties and stuff like that. So I'm out late sometimes, uh, you, know, after we do these gigs as part of an appearance and so I'm around all that stuff. So, you know, for me, It's hard for me to say, well, don't do this when I'm surrounded by it, although they know I don't participate in all that stuff. Uh, So, you know, it's it's a tough situation for me. I think uh, I I was experiencing all that stuff later after they left the house and after they, you know, the rebellion stage, I think, because my life circumstances and our dynamic is so extraordinarily different than a lot of people uh, have experienced. I think that I'm experiencing a lot of that with my oldest kids now. Uh, not in a crazy, rebellious way. It's just, uh, you know, look, it's it's occurring to them when they're off, in, off into college. And, you know, it's just a different set of circumstances and environment for them. But, you know, I, I had an easy time with both of the oldest kids. All three of them actually are, are all all really great. My oldest daughter graduated early. My stepson has got a scholarship for wrestling. And then my oldest son, you know, is up for a scholarship. He just graduated this year, up for a scholarship for, you know, online for gaming, maybe part of a gaming esports team. So, you know, they're all achievers. I'm proud of them all. I didn't really have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, friction with them with regards to that. But, you know, I've got two more. So <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Right.
0: So <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. And walking it over to what you've done your whole life here. You had a, you know, humongous music career. Uh, on top of the charts all the time. What kind of advice do you have for the parents out there that have kids that are aspiring uh, to hit the music scene or have that as their top goal that they want to be you know, famous or singers or something like that. How would you tell the parents to steer the kids?
1: Well, well look, one of the things that I wanted to do because I, it's a treacherous business. I mean, high highs, low lows, big time roller coaster ride, and it never changes. No matter how popular and famous you get, it's it's always a very, very tough business. And look, there are tons of parents out there that have tough jobs and competitive jobs as well. So the entertainment business is just a little bit different uh, again, getting to the, those morals and values, you know, one of the things I was going to be destined not to do is to is to push my kids to be entertainers in the entertainment business. Now, if it was their choice to do it, well, absolutely, I'm all for whatever, and you know, can give them some firsthand experience on how to you know enjoy the ride, what to watch out for. Although you can never fully prepare for what goes on in this business. But, you know, I would encourage that folks that really want their, that kids that want to get into the business is the first thing that they should do is, is really fill them with confidence. Whether they think they're talented enough to make it or not and and you know uh that's another story but the first and foremost these kids should believe in themselves that self-belief and self-confidence will transcend everything because the odds you can look at the odds it's one in 55 million to sell a million records and all this if you start looking at the odds against you you'll never try it so i think confidence in, in themselves uh you know look uh you know belief in themselves that they can do it work ethic is you know paramount you have to work harder than everybody else no matter what i mean even if you think you've made it look you still have a long way to go you need to have that perspective don't let anybody outwork you and then the third thing that i think you know look there are tons more people that are more talented than 98 degrees out there uh we, we definitely believe in ourselves and our talent and have had success but i think that um you know ultimately humility has got to play a big part in everything you have to remain humble i I think that um you know we're able to still be around because when when we met people going up we treated them the same way going down and back up and those people are still there for us and allowed us 25 years later to to continue to have a a career so self-belief hard work, humility. I think that's the formula for success. And then, you know, look, talent has got to be in there at some point, but that's usually a little farther down than, than people like to admit.
0: Yeah, very well said, Jeff. Some great advice. And I got to ask you here about, uh, the, I know you are involved with the men of strip. Uh, did that ever create some kind of like awkward situations for your kids when they, they stumbled upon that?
1: Well, look, not at all. So I was, it was an awkward situation for me. So I was reluctant to do it. I got, I got approached by first the Chippendales, the legendary Chippendales brand. And, I, you know, look, I was doing a lot of behind-the-scenes things and hadn't been out out in the forefront for a while. And I was like, look, the first thing I'm going to do on my comeback is be a stripper? No way, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and, but my, my wife was like, look, go see the show. Go see the show. Before you're passing judgment, uh, coming from a guy that preaches don't pass judgment, go look at the show. And I went and saw the show, and I'm like, oh, it's a Vegas show. It's a professional show. This isn't guys like getting dollars stuffed in G strings. I mean, they're up there singing, they're dancing. And look, my part wasn't to strip. My part was to host and then perform some 98 degree songs for a crowd that, you know, grew up with us that's now going out for their girls' night out. I went out and took the chance, and it was a big success, and I loved it. And I was like, look, let's do a cooler version. Not that the Chippendales isn't cool, but let's do a more mainstream version. Let's do something where the guys all sing. Let's just make it a little bit of a sexier version of a pop group or a boy band. And that's what we did. We created Men of the Strip and put them on the road. It was an extraordinary success. Didn't cause any awkward moments for my kids because they saw what it was. I wasn't up there grinding on girls and putting oil on my body and taking my clothes off. I mean, there's a kitschy part where I rip my shirt off and quickly run off the stage before they can see me next to these guys that are actually 20 years younger than me and 10 feet taller than me and more ripped. So, you know, there's that little hook to it. But No, it was a show that we were super proud of. It was a successful show. And, you know, look, I mean, I'm talking to someone now about bringing back another one. And, you know, I think that after that, Magic Mike, of course, came out. And then people saw what that was. And then it was cool. Like, all my guys from Ohio were like, oh, my God, are you a stripper? It's not cool. And then, you know, then then you come see the show and see these girls going crazy. And these guys are like, man, I need to get in shape. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Now Channing Tatum does a movie or two and it grosses a billion dollars and now it's in vogue to to be a part of that. But no, it was something I was confident to be a part of, happy to be a part of. It was a business I constructed that coincided with some entertainment value. So my kids knew what it was and, and certainly they uh they were proud of it. I think they were proud of, uh, of it too and were never embarrassed, hopefully.
0: Yeah, very cool. What kind of projects are you working on for the future here, Jeff? What kind of goals or plans do you have coming up?
1: The the goals are and plans are always uh, the list is always long for those things. So I have, I have a podcast coming out in October. You know, uh, it, it's just a fun thing where we're we're interviewing athletes and and celebrities and TikTok influencers and you know all kinds of folks. You know, uh, politicians. It's just a, you know, an all around podcast. that I'm really excited about. Of course, 98 degrees has a bunch of stuff coming out uh, and, and projects that we're working on when things are COVID safe again. We've got a myriad of things we're doing, and, and of course, all the shows that we had on uh, book this year are scheduled for next year, so those will all be there, probably some new music and some other things that we're going to be announcing fairly soon, and working with other artists, producing some a lot of unscripted TV shows, working on scripted... I mean, it's a long list, and hopefully you know, uh, what What the the benefits and positives, if there are any of this pandemic and the COVID and the quarantine, have been for me is that I can focus and pay attention on to a lot of other projects that were sort of on the back burner. So I've seen the positive and certainly, you know, you wouldn't want people to be sick or have a pandemic sort of be the catalyst for things like that. But I like to look at things. uh, The glass is half full, so to speak. So a lot of stuff coming up. Thank you for asking,
0: by the way. Yeah, good stuff, Jeff. And you know what? Last thing I'm going to hit you with here, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Go with the flow. Here's the
1: thing. I, I mean, there are books about this stuff. There are, there are tutorials about it, but nothing can fully prepare you for fatherhood like just being a dad. And, and go into it, loving your kids unconditionally, being open-minded, certainly taking the, the, the experiences you've had, the ups and downs and try, try to protect. You'll never fully be able to do it, but try to protect your kids as much as possible while at the same time letting them to experience the ups and downs that sort of formulate what their personalities are going to be. Just go with the flow.
0: Yeah, well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say, Jeff Timmons, you're a first-class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Uh, honored
1: to be on. Thank you for having me in such great company. I appreciate it. Continue success to you, Alex. Alex, <laughs>
0: Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. i got to give a special thank you once again to Jeff Timmons for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Tomorrow on the podcast, uh, retired ICE and Homeland Security agent Victor Avila is returning to the podcast here. Victor was shot multiple times in Mexico, his partner murdered by Mexican drug cartel runners. Uh, it's going to be an honor to have him back on the show so don't miss out on that. Make sure you follow me over there on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who else will be joining me here the rest of the week. That's all I got for you guys today. I am Alec Lace, thank you for listening to first-class fatherhood and please remember guys, we are not babysitters, we are fathers and we're not just fathers. we are first-class fathers.) <laughs>